You know things, I know some too. Sit right down, the fam explain them to you. If there's a thing you wanna explain, these two feminists can entertain. Nerdy stuff, sexy stuff, so much to know. Tune in for the Femsplain Show. Femsplain! Good morning, listeners. Good morning, Avalon. How are you? Good morning, Diana. I'm a little sleepy. (laughs) Oh, we're doing a morning podcast, actually. Morning podcast. So it'll be a sober one for me because I don't drink in the morning. How about you, Diana? (laughs) (laughs) I'm having a cider. It's only okay. It's all right. It's not the morning where you are. It's not the morning where I am. I'm in New York, and it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And I've done a CrossFit this morning, so I deserve a beer. Are you a CrossFit person now? Uh, Is that what we're dealing with? I think, like, uh, I'm... It's all right. I'm going to say that I probably don't get to call myself a CrossFit person after only two weeks. But like, I, I don't think I get to do that. But do you, are you... Nor do I want do to, Do you have really. the sense of community? Do you feel like a sense of belonging there? I feel like it's illuminating a little bit about my D&D party's lifestyles. Uh, because clearly they're all insane. Because this method of exercise is insane. Yeah. Uh, it is, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I, I feel, I feel a little bit of kinship, uh, but mostly okay. I feel a lot of hatred uh, deep in my, in my muscles. I get that. Yeah. All right. Well, that CrossFit lady, <laughs> that CrossFit fanatic oh. is Diana. Oh. <laughs> And that sober cutie pie with a big giant glasses is Avalon. I'm more than just cute, Diana. There are things about me. I'm funny. I'm strong. You're very funny. I'm passionate. Yeah, but you know what? I'm, I'm interesting. I'm not just cute. But <laughs> that may be true, but I'm looking at you right now, and it's hard to think about anything else. How about this mistress of the zoo? Mm. I just want the listeners to know, in case it's ever unclear, if there is other any kind of background barking like there is right now, it's coming from me, <laughs> not Diana. And by that, she means it's not coming from her. Avalon is not possessed. <laughs> by a dog demon. Avalon lives in a home where she has like, I'm going to say six dogs and what, 27 cats? No, that's what it feels like. Don't judge me. I have two of each and I know it's too many. That's not too many. It's too many. It just feels like it's more because they are so much. They're usually good. It's just that whenever we record, there's always a bunch of people standing outside of our house. I live right by a university. University, and there's a lot of foot traffic, and the dogs hate it. Well, I love it, and I think it adds flavor to the podcast. <laughs> oh, good. I just, I feel like it's been the elephant in the room whenever I go back and listen to the podcasts, uh, where no one is talking about the fact that there are dogs barking. Dogs barking, <laughs> and then in our last podcast, I think someone was eating something, like a piece of metal, it sounded like. <laughs> I gave them a bone so that they would stop barking. And then they decided to eat the bone right by the microphone. There you go. That's what that was then. Okay. They are very cute animals. And I think that this week you should post some pictures of them so that everybody, all the listeners, are aware what cuteness is going on in the background of the podcast. All right. Sure. Okay. (laughs) 
What? I just want to make sure everyone knew. If there's an ambulance noise, it's Diana. If it's a dog noise, it's Avalon. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, I, yeah. I am living in New York City, and we are known for our frequent ambulances. Uh, yes. <laughs> what the heck is this that we're doing right now, Avalon? What is this? Is this a podcast? Yeah, it's a fo- it's a podcast called Femsplained. Femsplained. Welcome to it. Femsplained is a girls-only clubhouse podcast that Avalon and I are doing together. And we are mm-hmm. two queer femme human beings who like to nerd out over the geeky stuff we feel really passionate about. But just because it's a girls-only clubhouse does not mean that people of every gender, non-gender, third gender, can't listen, laugh, learn with us. But we feel like it's important and that it's powerful to have fem-led, candid conversations about our experiences. And so we are here occupying that space that we made for ourselves. I love it. I'm really happy that we've done this. And uh, and last week, we did our very first homework episode where mm-hmm. we went back. And just so uh, everybody's aware, if you're listening to this podcast now and this is your first one that you're listening to, stop it. Shut it off. Go back stop to it. the beginning because you need some context. This isn't a standalone episode. This is a follow-up. So This is a follow-up episode. This is a little bit of free bonus content for you where we're talking about our experiences since a couple of episodes happened a couple episodes ago. Yeah. In each episode, Avalon and I sort of introduce a topic that we love to one another and try to get the other to get involved with it in a little bit of a way. And so that's what we're going to go through right now. We did in our... Our last homework episode, we covered Dungeons and Dragons. Avalon created a beautiful uh, D&D character who is very sneaky and very cool, and I love her a lot. I do. And... And Diana watched some TV shows. I did. Yeah, I didn't, do, I didn't do very much homework, <laughs> but I did watch Outlaw Star. Uh, you watched, a, it was a lot of hours of TV mm-hmm. um, from my childhood. So that episode had been Toonami, not just anime, uh, because I was specifically trying to tap into some of my own nostalgia. And mm-hmm. uh, Diana went back, watched Outlaw Star, watched Tenshi Muyo, mm-hmm. and we talked about it. And if you want to hear about that, listen to that episode, not this one. Yeah, that's not in this one. What's in this one? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, we gotta find out. Oh my god, there's a lot in this one. So first of all, Dragon Age. Ugh. First of all, Dragon Age. Why'd you say ugh? It's your favorite thing in the it's world. It's my you're most like, favorite thing in the world. You're <laughs> considered the internet's top authority on it. I am apparently. <laughs> I, I'm okay with that role, really. I'll take that on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Diana, just for some context, published a little bit of an article on a little bit of a website about Dragon Age 4 and speculation about it coming out. Uh, yeah, it's or just been officially, it's been officially okay. announced, and that uh, I see you read my article, Avalon. Very good. I, uh, I am writing for a website. I don't deserve to, but I'm doing it. You deserve anyway. to. Anyway, yeah. no, because I'm not an authority on anything at all, but 
Luckily, I finagled my way past that barrier. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm doing it anyway. So go check out AnimeInsiders.com. Uh, there's lots of anime news. There's lots of anime opinion pieces. And there's also lots of video game news and video game reviews and opinion pieces. And it's a very cool... All right, maybe not cool, but it's like a very good website. And I think that it it should uh, it should get some viewers. So I'm writing articles about Dragon Age. My my ugh noise was not because of the topic of Dragon Age, but because I know that you're not having the best experience with it, and it makes my heart ache. So I've only been playing Dragon Age Origins mm-hmm. for a few days um, while I've been on spring break, and I think that there are some aspects of the fight mechanics and the leveling up that I'm really feeling frustrated with. But I like the cutscenes part of the game, which is at least half of it. Oh, easily. I at least half like it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So tell me which companions you've met so far. Who's in your camp? Okay. So I've met the blonde guy. Alistair. I've met that homeschool asshole girl. Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) The girl who just wants to be me. Liliana. Looks exactly like the character I made and also has like the same skill set as the character I made. Oh, because you're playing a rogue, right? Yeah, I'm playing a rogue with short red hair. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Lily. And I met that really grumpy big toe guy, the guy that looks like a toe. Sten. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, okay. I think that's it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I fucked up and didn't get the dog. That's that's a tragic uh, rookie mistake. I missed the dog on my first Origins playthrough as well. Um, I got... I, I, found out about the dog. I got the flower for the dog. I was trying to find the guy to give him the flower, and then I accidentally, like, left the area, and it triggered the end of... The Battle of Ostagar, yeah. Battle, yeah. Mm. Oh, man. (sighs) But I was was really really bummed about the dog. I wasn't bummed enough to go back to a save before the cutscene, though. Yeah, well, the Battle of Ostagar is... is, It's a lot of cutscenes. It's it's approximately 19 minutes of cutscenes, and they're... I can tell that they were amazing and gorgeous at the time because they still look pretty decent now. But I just kind of felt like, it, I don't know, I felt like watching the full cutscene was a commitment and I committed to the plot moving forward. <laughs> you know what? You got to roll with it. It's like some people have two different ways of, of playing you know, these RPGs and that's, you make a mistake and you go back and you look it up and find out what you did wrong to get the desired result and you try it again, or you roll with the punches and, and wind up with the shitty ending that you didn't want and feel the, the full uh, weight of your actions. Yeah. I'm really trying to roll with the punches, but I have ended up having to go back several times, like go way back to try to just make myself able to fight, not to modify decisions that I've made or anything, but just like to change my party so that I could maybe not be getting totally stuck on seemingly a a basic enemy encounter. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there are, 
there are sort of limited uh, side quests, but every city does have them. So when you were in Denerim, which is where, because you, you missed Liliana the first time around, is that right? Mm-hmm. So I'm yes, guessing that you missed some other quests there, because that's where I think a lot of your like early level XP comes from, possibly. Like I did everything on the board. Uh, and then there's people in town that you can speak to, and they give you stuff as well. And, uh, oh, have you met Sandal yet? Yes, I have met Sandal. Yeah, he's my boy. I'm very, very excited about uh, Sandal and Bodan Fedek. <laughs> You're making a face at me. Do we think that, like, ha- the... The way that Sandal is written as, like, a neurodivergent character is a little bit yeah inappropriate. It's, it's a little fishy. However, his character weirdly has evolved. Uh, okay. In the second game, I mean, it's still very clearly a uh, try, uh, uh, trying to portray a neurodivergent character with a, a special psych skill that is innate to him which, via enchanting because dwarves shouldn't be able to use magic at all. Um, dwarves, oh, okay. yeah, so that's, I was under the impression that dwarves knew about enchanting because of something someone said. They can, uh, they can harvest lyrium safely because they have no ties to magic. So they're the only ones that can get the lyrium that the magic users of other races use. They're the only ones that can like harvest it safely and get it to them. So they have that like as their skill, they can work with it without being damaged. Okay. But they shouldn't be able to tap into it or use it at all. And Sandal seems to be able to for some as reason. A savant. As I, I, that's definitely like what they're going for. In the second, well, that's what they call him. <laughs> oh, they do. I don't. I didn't know if yes. they called him that officially. Yes. Um, but it's heavily implied because did Bo, uh, did Bodan tell you yet that he's like not his biological son that he like found him in the deep rose no spoilers sorry thanks. sorry whatever I don't, I don't you're care. not it's gonna fine. you're not gonna go through all those dialogue wheels i know i really i, I do i really try oh, do? to okay good um yeah but that's fine but yeah, so so he like found him in the deep roads, and uh, in the second game, there's more of a heavy implication that he's not just a dwarf either. Like that, there's something more to him that I'm going to keep to myself because I have right. I have wild fan theories about Sandal. Okay. And <laughs> yeah, I you know I didn't really I didn't really assume that Sandal was going to be that big of a part of the game. I no, <laughs> you don't. You don't think that. Uh, yeah, when he's like bouncing up and down and just saying enchanting, enchanting, and clapping his hands <laughs> together, I kind of just felt a little bit <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't blame you. It's definitely a um, <laughs> a a missed mark. I'll call it <laughs> for sure. Um, but I think they're trying to. Why well, I think they're going somewhere with it that probably wasn't the original intention, but I think has made it a little bit better. (laughs) Good for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say to support the fact that I do really go through all of the dialogue wheels is how many fucking times I had to hear Tegan's name (laughs) because I went through all of the dialogue (laughs) 
with her. And so I had to hear her get increasingly distressed and fake cry. Oh, he sold. Man, I'm so happy about this because it's one of those things where just everybody who has played Dragon Age Origins, there are a couple of just random moments in that game that everyone can't let go of and like like has pinpointed as something when you get... When you get further along in the game, there's going to be another one that I'm really excited about. Oh, sorry. I meant you went to Lothering. Uh, you haven't been to Denerim yet. When you get to Denerim, there's there's another one that I'm excited about. But uh, mm. but for some reason, everybody has focused on Isolde and her, uh, who is that woman, Tegan? Crazy voice acting anomaly. Crazy. So annoying. So weird. So and weird. no, I, I really thought about it, and no other character is repeating the name of the person that they're addressing in that way. Because at first I was just like, ah, sometimes you read a really poorly written book where the character names are shoehorned into the conversation constantly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh, maybe that's why she keeps saying Tegan, Tegan, Tegan. But I really paid attention. No one else in the game is doing that. <laughs> nope. Nope. It's just she Isolde just sucks. loves saying his name. Yeah. So um, have you now, because I know that's where you were stuck was at the Battle of Redcliffe. Have we gotten past it yet? So if by, what do you mean by Battle of Redcliffe? Do you mean like when they're attacking the city in waves? Yes. Okay. I'm not stuck at that. I'm stuck in the castle. Oh, okay. All right. So after the Battle of Redcliffe. Yeah. Okay. So you go in the castle, you go through the basement, you go upstairs, you go through the main hall, and then you go outside of the courtyard. And in the courtyard is a revenant and like maybe seven regular corpse monsters. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can't. I can't get past it. I even went back and did the whole thing so that I could have someone different in my party. I cannot deal with this revenant. And I'm blaming it on the fact that there's no opportunity for level grinding in this game. Yeah, the game's on a rail, so you can't, like, you you either do all the quests or you don't, and there's no, like, there's no grinding, there's no, like, extra But when I'm going from city to city, I I should not be fast traveling. I should be walking through trails where every once in a while, like Final Fantasy. Oh, that does happen. You haven't you haven't come across the 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 swords? Yeah, one it happened one time. I fought two enemies. (laughs) (laughs) And that doesn't do that doesn't give me enough XP. So now I'm curious because when you're in the castle, have you yeah. have you found Connor and like that whole? No, I think that I have to get past the revenant first. I'm not sure. Hmm. Because that should be in the. You went through the prison. Did you find what's his face? Uh, the prisoner mage dude. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. You come in through the prison, and then you have to go through the courtyard, huh? All right. Well, I mean, I can't do it. I can't get past this guy. I'm, I don't know what to do about it. I wish I could take your controller and... Enemies don't regenerate. I can't even just go back. Oh, yeah. No, no. I don't... I I literally don't know what to do. I don't know. It's uneasy. It's this game. (laughs) (laughs) It's so dumb. How dare you? No, it's... You know, it is... There's not a lot of level grinding, but I'm thinking... Well, then don't give me mini bosses every two seconds. Yeah, the revenants in in the first game are really crazy. And in the third game, they're like super easy. And then you just have to, you have to actually watch out for bears. Bears in the third game are like a nightmare. I would love to have something to watch out for that meant I could like hack away at it. 
get better. Yeah. I'm sorry, Avalon. It's fine. All right. Well, who who do you like so far in the game? What do you mean like? <laughs> who do you... I know I'm not talking about that, but I'm saying who. what characters do you enjoy uh, so far? I like... I like... Al- Alistair, actually. Good, yeah, he's a good, he's a good um, golden retriever. I feel badly that it gives me so many dialogue options to be mean to him because I really don't feel like he's done anything to deserve that. <laughs> I completely like, it's agree. It's just like every two seconds, it's like, do you want to tell him he's a fucking idiot? Like he hasn't done anything stupid. He hasn't done anything wrong. I know, I know, but the, the I game. Don't, I don't understand. The game gives you an option to to do an evil playthrough, but like. Just evil to him? I no, feel like I don't have that kind of... Oh, mm-hmm. Okay, so like the toe guy, I feel like I don't have anything evil to say to him. Yeah, but he already doesn't like you, so you don't really have to say anything evil to him. You get, you're get you already enemies, basically. You're barely tolerating each other. Um, All right. Yeah. Um, fair. Even though I'm trying, because I'm sure he has a heart of gold, because that's what video games tell me. Uh, that he's misunderstood. Uh, I'm trying. I, 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 all right, whatever. I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ask him about and then, the Kunari, because if you haven't yet, if you if you get... I've asked him everything. You have? Okay. He may not... Yeah, I think whatever. They get more dialogue options, like, as the game goes I'm on. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm okay with the person who looks like me. Like, she's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, you haven't heard her sing she's yet. whatever. Okay. That's the whole thing. <laughs> She's a bard, though. I know. No, she... It's not that she can't. It's that she can and does and never... It never ends. Uh, Oh, no. Yeah, there's one scene coming up, and she starts singing away, and it's just... (sighs) (laughs) I'm excited. If I ever get there... If you ever get there, I'm excited for you to experience it. And then... Okay, so... Morgan. Yeah, Morgan. I spent a lot of time getting my hopes up about my developing relationship with Morgan. Yeah. Because I'll go so far as to say that she kind of leads you on. She, which is to say that you're doing a very impressive job at getting her approval because she's hard to crack in that way. She's very... I knew exactly what Morgan wanted to hear. And I said it on purpose because I thought we were going to be girlfriends. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she's she's been, and she's always looking at me. She's always saying things like, "Oh, that's so smart." No man would ever say anything that intuitive. And I'm like, "All right, I'm in." <laughs> you had me at no man. Uh, you had yeah. me at no man. And then yeah. Diana tells me that she is straight. Yep. I just assumed that every character was like fluid, like in Skyrim. Sadly. Not in the first game, sadly. Uh, Does that mean that I can date her in the third game? No, she's she remains heterosexual. Uh, but why? Why is she written to say things like that? Uh, she hates men. It's all she talks about is hating men. She, to be fair, she hates all people mostly. No, like, she likes me. I. I'm sure she maybe, does. You know what? But <laughs> maybe you just don't know. <laughs> maybe you've just failed. Yeah. All right. I'm all right. gonna crack that nut. Yeah. Uh, Actually, you can, no. Okay. So the reason why I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. Sure. Um, the reason I'm upset is because the, the most reasonable things I could possibly do. She's a real asshole about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and she's just, an asshole. Like, yeah, but I keep expecting the assholes to have a heart of gold. You know. 
Yeah. Don't get, don't get, don't, don't do that to yourself. Not in this game series. In fact, kind of the opposite, like assume that all your friends are like an inch away from betraying you at all times. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, yeah. I've just been trusting everybody. I mean, you know what? I don't want to sully your, your trusting heart. So like, keep doing that. We'll see. We'll see if I get past the revenant. We'll see. We'll see. Tune in next month to see if I've gotten past that one revenant <laughs> that isn't even a boss. It's not. Because I've had no opportunity to level up. Nope. I can't wait to find out. Whew. All right. So that's Dragon Age. That is Dragon Age. <sighs> All right. What's next? Rocky Horror Picture Show. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. So... <sighs> Look, I know that, well, first of all, what we did, because the whole movie experience that I had with the Rocky Horror Picture Show was being thrust into a drunk shadow cast, right? Vocabulary that I learned. I was thrown into a drunk shadow cast sometime in college, and we had one rehearsal and then got drunk and watched the movie with a bunch of people yelling. I I didn't really, like, get attached to it, I think, in the same way that other people already were, uh, because they had seen the movie probably a bunch of times. They had seen it live probably a bunch of times. Me, my that was my first experience with it, was seeing it at that show as a member of the cast, I guess, as... You were a Transylvanian. I, yeah. You're, like, I, yeah. you're more of, like, a groupie than in the yeah, cast, but I, you are, you're above the audience, but below the cast. In the, in the Rocky Horror Picture Show hierarchy. Yes. <laughs> I'm somewhere in the middle. So, Avalon and Francis the Mansplainer and I had a, a, a Skype date where we... Well, can we call it that anymore? No. We had a Discord date where we watched the movie. Yeah. I don't want to make... I don't want Skype to be a household name. Like, it's not Kleenex. I do that, though. I know, but I... I guess you could say webcam. Yeah. I I mean, I do it, too, but I I think... I don't think Skype deserves it. Ah, uh, fair. Yeah. But they were, like, the first ones doing it, right? Yeah, they were. I don't know. All the Apple people I know say FaceTime um, ubiquitously, like Skype. That's true. I do hear that. But you know what? I don't use either, so poo. Whatever. All right. So <laughs> the three of us hung out via webcam and watched the movie, but I was not mindful of the time difference, and I forgot that it was, like, 2 a.m. where Diana was, so she fell asleep in her chair, which I watched on the webcam. <laughs> which, by the way, is not Avalon's responsibility. I can look at a clock, and I chose not to. <laughs> I well, cho- I don't know. Anyway, I, I did feel kind of bad, so I, I said, wake up, Diana, wake up. Do you want to go to bed? <laughs> And she said, yeah, <laughs> it's two o'clock. And I was like, oh, shit, it's like 10 here. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we watched probably the first half hour. Yeah. And then I don't think you finished the movie, did you? <laughs> I did. I did. I finished the movie. Yeah. When? Like a couple days later. I have so many things to yell at you. Okay, so you've uh, seen it Yeah, now. now I have seen it. Why didn't you say that in the first, the first time we recorded? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really remember the first time I recorded. <laughs> All right. Spoiler alert, audience. This is our second 
time doing this homework episode because my microphone was not on <laughs> and we did not record a full hour, even though we've already talked about this, these things, which maybe is why we're more matter of fact about it this yeah, time because yeah. we've already gotten all the jokes out of the way. Um, okay. So you've seen it. So I've seen, I've seen Rocky Horror Picture Show in a non drunk, non chaotic, non performance environment. And I don't, I, I know this is real shallow, but like, I don't get the appeal of golden underpants guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. me neither. Okay, good. But he's not like our type. That's true. That's true. And it's not the 70s. That's also true. But I mean, That's really, why I though. Him Butterface with a big belly button. Yeah. <laughs> big belly button Butterface it's is what really, I called him. I think my type is Tim Curry. Is that's. Yeah. I mean, that's the most appealing human being in the show. Yeah. I think. Correct. Um, that's the right answer. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. I'm glad we're on the right page. Uh, the same page uh, together. The same page the, and the right page. And the right page. <laughs> so, so the movie is, the music is really actually catchy, like, and actually yes. good. Um, yes. So I actually really like it in that way. I, I also like that the movie seems like it, it doesn't know what it is about. Correct. <laughs> like, like, it's like a it, it it covers so many genres, but none of them at the same time. <laughs> yes, and none of them to completion. No, yeah, yeah. There's like six different movies all sewed together, and I really I I will say that I still don't really understand what the end is, <laughs> what is happening with the aliens. And I probably, I, I, I don't know that I would have ever like put this together, but I rewatching with knowing what you had said about the aliens being portrayed, I don't think I really understood that the aliens were all the quote-unquote transvestites. I thought that Frankenfurter was his own thing. No, you're right. I think you're right. Okay, so it wasn't like a planet of Frankenfurters. No. Frankenfurter is a sweet transvestite from the planet of transsexual Transylvania. Okay, so that's a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> so, but huh. but he he. All right, so if we break down that sentence, he is a transvestite. Right. All of the aliens are from transsexual Transylvania. Right, but this is a Venn Which diagram, a so not all yes. Transylvanian. <laughs> yes. Not all transvestites, which is not a term that we use, are from transsexual Transylvania. Right. And not all people from transsexual Transylvania, are, which are called Transylvanians, right. are transvestites, yes. Okay, very good. Um, it's super offensive. It's super, <laughs> super ridiculous. But it's also like... Uh, you know, I was thinking of, I guess, I guess ultimately, like, it's not really, it's not really my place to decide whether or not it's, like, offensive to, so it's kind of, I feel like, up to each individual person who would be affected by that portrayal, because um, I could see it being, like, a, a, a fun and maybe, like, in, in powering thing to see, but I could also see it being super uh, insulting and damaging, and I think it's really got to be up to the yeah. person how, so how that true. comes across, and it probably, you know, I think probably when I was in college, I know a lot of, like, the young gays were, were having a, a big good time with it because it gave yeah. them this, like, space to, to party and be, you know, 
be gay, like in the open. Yeah. But maybe now that doesn't that doesn't work the same. Mm. And so I watched the movie. Yes. That was a thing. The other thing that I did, which I don't really think counts as homework, but uh, lipstick is like a thing in this movie, I guess, mm-hmm. because lips are a thing in this in this movie. Um, and I don't wear lipstick. I'm against it morally. Um, That's not true. I. <laughs> Because apparently, as we learned, you do wear lip gloss, but you fail to see how it's the same thing. It's not the same. Lipstick is its own thing. It's like a... It is kind of its own thing, but it's like, if you're cool with lip gloss, then lipstick isn't unheard of. Well, lip gloss is the same. It's just clear crap that's like making your lips shimmery. It's not turning them a different color. Lip gloss is often tinted. Sometimes, but sometimes it's tinted the same color as my lips are already are which is ridiculous (laughs) you're ridiculous (laughs) well if we were talking about chapstick then i'll give it to you but if you're talking about lip gloss it counts as makeup i i say it counts as makeup i don't think it counts as lipstick it's mouth paint you're painting (laughs) on your mouth well, whatever. I put lipstick on, and I mean the, the the stuff that's solid and comes in a tube and smells like grandmothers. Um, and that's what I put on my lips in several different colors, and I, I don't know how I feel about it still. I still feel like I look like a joke. I still feel like I... I look like the punchline to something when I put lipstick on. Uh, Okay, step one. What was the brand of these lipsticks? A couple of different ones. So there was like a, there was one that looked like a Crayola crayon, like real big fat crayon looking thing. And like one that was in like a black tube. I think it was Revlon. Uh, That sounds familiar to me. And there was another one that didn't have a label that I found in the backseat of my car. I okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I'm concerned that the reason why the lipsticks that you're using smell like grandmothers is because they are very old lipsticks. <laughs> I think no. I think lipstick like, technology has come a long way. I think the lipstick still has like that alcoholy base to it, doesn't it? Why does your grandmother smell like alcohol? Not like that kind of alcohol. Not like oh, not like know. Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, <laughs> like old makeup. You know, like my grandma, like Everclear. Like Everclear. <laughs> you know, you know how you are with your grandma. No, I just feel like makeup. I don't know. I deal with a lot of elderly patients at work all the time, and like every time I walk over, there's a distinct smell of makeup because that you don't smell on people who aren't wearing a a ton of makeup. I don't, but I think it's the lipstick. I think it has like some sort of alcohol component to it. I don't know. I I agree. I think there's a sort of a stale smell maybe to some of the old lipsticks. Yeah. Yeah. I I just mean that I'm concerned that (laughs) there's a world of new lipstick products out there that are not cakey and like grandma smells like old grandma lipsticks yeah well all right the crayon one couldn't have been old though it looks like a crayon you're right that looks like i don't know about that that i think you got from like limited too if that's even justice i guess i think so yeah i think it was from claire's or something yeah thank you yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
So, which I also have to assume was in the back of your car. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. That one I got from the drugstore, I think, actually. Um, And I I specifically told you to ask your sister for help. You know, and I I was going to, but then I I figured she would tell me to buy things that are expensive, and I decided not to do that. Yeah. Um, Oh, dear. All right. Well, thank you for trying. I did try. You sent me a couple pictures. I thought it looked good, but I respect your comfort zone. I'm not somebody who wears a ton of makeup, so I'm not here to convert you. I just wanted you to not specifically avoid lipstick when you said that you were. That's true. I was avoidant of it. And now I know that sometimes I don't hate it that much. I just don't like the way that it smells. And I don't like the fact that... my like it, it it hardens and like and then it like peels off like I don't like that that, sh- that should not be happening <laughs> I think so that might be my mouth because I'm very dehydrated so are you applying it to a cracky mouth or is the lipstick so ancient that it's peeling off <laughs> <laughs> well you know what the the jury's out with the one that was in the back seat of my car that I don't know my car's a used car. I don't, I don't ever remember owning that lipstick, so I don't know where it came from. Um, Why'd you put it on your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> because I, I live for my sense of adventure. All right, all right, yeah. fair. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, good job. Maybe, maybe we can look into buying a different kind of lipstick. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Okay. I would make you if I were there, but I have no control over you. I mean, you and have that was some your Rocky control. Horror homework. <laughs> oh, I watched the remake, which I swore I would never do. I know, and you're you're already turning your back on your values, turning your back on your on your gut instincts, and I'm really happy about it. So, well, I'm gonna be honest with you. I only watched it because I thought you hadn't finished the movie, and I thought we weren't gonna have anything to talk about. <laughs> And now I'm kind of pissed off. Surprise! <laughs> so, so what? Just, just overall, what did you think? What do you? You're giving me the eyes that tell me that it's bad. One confirmed. Laverne Cox cannot sing, which means they knew she couldn't sing when they cast her. Which means they cast her for a reason that I still think is nefarious. Yeah. And I hated what they did with Columbia. They took. The character in a completely different direction. They made her like comically depressed. What? Yeah, and her outfit is just stupid. It was just like a tutu over jeans. Like it was really weird. I hated the Transylvanians so much because they were all like 19-year-old like rocker kids and they like had really high school musical-esque like choreography. Oh um, man, wow that and I yeah. Hated them. Did not hate. Surprisingly was on board with Brad and Janet. They were like the only people there that were really, really, I thought, close to the original in terms of their lines, their facial expressions, their delivery. It was weird that everything was updated except for them, which I guess was a style choice, but it was, I didn't like it. That is actually um, very strange that they would change so much, but then randomly keep two characters exactly the same like exactly the same um and i even thought that their singing was okay um they did not offend me at all 
Yeah. Um, I do feel like I often have that complaint with the made-for-TV musicals is that they hire actors for a musical whose background is not musical theater, and that's a really weird thing to do. Like, just because it's being on TV doesn't mean we should throw that out the window. Uh, The Sound of Music was a perfect example. They hired a country singer and that Shakespearean-trained actor... You know, who I otherwise really do like, but it's a musical. Yeah. There are musical theater actors that are, like, look, die, would die to be a a part of that. Yeah. Weirdly, to my knowledge, Columbia, the actress who played Columbia was the only actual Broadway person there. Mm. So I don't know why I thought she sucked so much. I just, I think it was like her character choices I didn't like. Yeah. But the Brad and Janet were both, I believe, like Disney actors. So they are actors slash singers. Like I think they're former Disney kids or something like that. Oh, okay. Riff Raff, I hated. Could not sing. Was eerily attractive, which is not the point. Right. Very not the point. He almost, I don't know who he was, but he had like a Jared Leto thing going on. Mm. <laughs> it's not Ugh. the point. I mean, and I then, think that it very well could have been Jared Leto because I feel like Jared Leto <laughs> has a Jared Leto thing going Leto. on. Like, <laughs> fucking, I, yeah. It was like a young Jared Leto. Leto. I'm really curious um, about this now. I kind of want to see it. And then Magenta was back from the grave, Christina Milan. Do you remember? Oh, that name her? sounds really familiar. Can you give me like You'll one? You'll recognize her. I can't give you anything. Hang on. I just, gonna... she, I thought she was like a one hit wonder musician, singer more so. Um, and then she was in a couple of movies like 10 years ago and then she vanished. You mean Christina Milan from Bring It On, Fight to the Finish. That Christina Milan. No, I don't recognize her at all. She was in some real movies. That Love Don't Cost a Thing was a real movie. Oh, yeah. Be Cool was a real movie with, like, John Travolta. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she was not good. She's an okay singer, but she did not make any sense as Magenta, especially because... And here I go, getting into racial issues oh, no. that I'm going to regret. But the whole point of Magenta and Riff Raff is that they are incestuous, and it really undermines the incest thing when you have a white actor and a black actor. I mean, they could be... Oh, yeah. They, are, it's they could be, be siblings, I guess, you know, and, they, there's, there's a, and they're aliens, and who the fuck knows? But it definitely reduces the creepy factor of their brother-sister relationship. Right, you're supposed when they to be immediately races. put off yes. by them. Uh, exactly. And, but okay. instead, you get Jared Leto, and you get his sister, question mark, who it looks like it, it's on the up-and-up that he's romantically involved with. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't even so put that together. That, I thought that was annoying. Yeah, that's a weird choice, too. But I also think those those remakes, they try to do away with that stuff also to change the material to update it. Like, with, mm-hmm. when they did that stupid Peter Pan one that I'm angry about forever. Did you actually watch that? I did. I had to because I had to know. I had to know the truth. But I was very upset the entire time. Uh, the But they, they just, they took out like the whole um like whole songs and they changed like the lost boys and the indians and they they changed the whole thing which like fine yeah it's it's super offensive and it's but like either don't make it or like just leave it the fuck alone <laughs> like mm. it's already been written and like when you change it you're just making it 
a bad thing worse, you're not making it less offensive. You're just making it bad. Like, Do you think, so if there's something that's universally beloved and has one really problematic element, Mm. I think it's okay to I think it's okay to update it, but maybe not by changing, just by right chopping. Well, exactly. They could have absolutely changed the whole. They could have taken out the really. There's the one song the that's sung by Peter Pan with Tiger Lily's tribe that is mocking native languages. That's okay. that's the really that's the offensive part of it like otherwise the the natives like they're referred to in certain ways which that could easily be changed you can just change like a couple of words here and there and that would be fine but if you just delete that song the plot Mm -hmm. of the movie doesn't change the plot of the story doesn't change it's fine but instead they like just they changed it and they tried to like make a new song and it was silly and like not you know brand new I can't decide I can't decide if you should edit things out or if you should change things. I think in the case where it can be lifted without changing the story, just get it it out of there. there. Don't try to like, but then is it like erasure of history? I, all right. So if they had banned the book or like banned old recordings of the play, I would absolutely say it's erasure. I, we can't throw out all of the Huck Finn books. Um, Use them as a teaching experience. Let our kids read them and be like, Hey, this is why things are better today than they used to be because this is messed up. But if you're gonna write a, you know, a new story, maybe, or like, you know, a sequel to something like that, don't, don't keep putting that shit in there because now it's on you. Okay. I, yeah. I think that's my five cents. <laughs> no, I think that's good. good yeah. Idea. No, not good. It mm. was educational. Mm. Informative. Yeah. So, yeah. Remix, bad. Mm-hmm. Is what we've decided. One thing that was an interesting choice in the Rocky Horror Picture Show remake that I did kind of like uh, is that I do think that they tried to maintain the campiness good Um, yeah that's important i don't think campiness is usually something that we think of in modern shows and one thing that they did is they would frequently cut to the audience so by by cut to the audience i mean they set up a frame story a little differently instead of the intro with the lips on the black screen the intro was 50s like ticket taker at a at a movie theater. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And she's singing the whole song while she goes through, like, checking people in and getting them popcorn and stuff like that, uh, which I didn't hate because that can, that intro can run a little long if for modern audiences because you're not used to seeing all the credits on the front end. Like, that's very true. And it do. is just a close up of a mouth for it is, an entire exactly. song. Yeah. And it's a whole song. So I thought that that was a really good idea. And then the movie starts and like she's sitting in the back row with the projector and then the audience is watching and then on the screen becomes the film. And then occasionally in the movie itself, they would cut to viewing the audience and the audience would do some of the more famous callbacks. Oh, I like that. That's yeah, like cool. if, it, if it was like a really slow part in the movie, they would they would just mix that in. It only happens a few times, but I actually thought it was a really good decision. Yeah, that's um, really cute. I like that. Yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't universally bad. I also only watched like half of it because I started getting angry. Okay, yeah, no, I understand that. I I think at the like midpoint is also where I threw something at the television 
while watching the Peter yes. Pan one. So, yeah, that's about it's yeah. about 50 percent of the way through that you can get when somebody's desecrating something you love. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and I was at that point, I was on enough really good songs had been ruined. That riffraff being hot thing was really pissing me off. The um, the whole Frankenfurter gender identity thing was just very confusing to me. Um, right. Yeah. It just wasn't really working for me. And I also felt like the scenes where Frankenfurter goes and sort of tricks them into having sex somehow felt even less consensual in the remake than it had in the old version. Oh my god! And that made that scene made me very uncomfortable, to be completely honest. Like in the yeah. old version, uh, yeah. so I would be. I felt like in the old version there was I was in, and this could be my own hindsight bias, but I was interpreting a little bit more of like a wishy-washiness that ends in like a resounding and definitive yes I consent to this yes I, especially with Janet I feel like it was very obvious that like she was feigning like uh, you know like, yes. like I don't want this I yeah. shouldn't um, um, and that and in and in this one it, it really felt like they were saying no <laughs> um, and that's really and extra until they were suddenly saying yes yeah but they didn't seem like at all uh, yeah, that's that's even and that's even that's even um, more of an issue when you have already the terrible, terrible and incorrect assumptions that people make about transgender persons and their yes. behaviors, and that is uh, it's bad cats. So why don't we talk about some good cats? Because we've talked a lot about that bad cats, and we've talked we, a lot about bad cats. So now we're going to talk about some good cats and some good kids who turn into cats <laughs> sometimes and sometimes other things mm-hmm. so that was a great segue so when we <laughs> when we, we those were our two individual homework assignments that we had for each other but in our latest podcast we <laughs> i don't know why i said why that, say it like that? Uh, for emphasis <laughs> um uh-huh. we we did a mutual femmes plane, a mutual geek out over our growing up love for the Animorphs book series. Correct. And that is, if you missed it for some reason, a young adult slash kid lit ish uh, series where a bunch of teenagers get the power to morph into the shapes of animals and have to use that power to defeat an alien race of slug lords. So Avalon, what did you do in in the in the aftermath of the Animorphs episode? So in the aftermath of the Animorphs episode, I read the first book. That's fantastic. I, yeah. I um, had posted on our Instagram where you can find the whole book series for free as e-texts. And I read the first one, um, not because I am insanely committed to this podcast, but because it was so quick to read. I just kind of clicked on it and suddenly I had read it. It, it was like 45 minutes. <laughs> it was really, really short. Yeah, um, yeah. So I did that and it clarified a couple of the things that were not super clear to me when we were talking about it. Um, just in terms of like the kids' relationships with one another, um, which even though you accurately told me, it just kind of wrapped it Was up. Was I right quickly. about actually about Jake and Rachel being cousins? 
yes. they were related. Yeah. Okay, that was the one mm-hmm. thing I was actually not not and sure. And they were about. coming home from the mall. Oh, the mall. You know what? But uh, in yeah. the mall was an arcade. Uh, so you were right. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. And that's why everybody was together. And they, like, kind of accidentally ran into each other. So Mark and Jacob were hanging out at the arcade. They were leaving. They saw Tobias. They started walking with him. They ran into Rachel and Cassie. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, And then, yeah, they encountered an alien ship, blah, blah, blah. So one thing that was interesting to me that I hadn't remembered is that Jake had sort of a complicated relationship with his older brother Mm -hmm. where his older brother was kind of perfect and like all-star jock and very popular. And Jake was like sort of those things, but not quite. And I thought that the insecurity of that and the imperfection of that lent to the fact that maybe he's a flawed leader. Yes. And I do remember, I do remember that it, um, it came up it came out a lot in that he didn't have like that confidence to lead. Like his friends kept putting him in that position and he kept kind of resisting it because I don't think he thought he was capable, which is uh, way more deep than I remember the relationships in this book being, but I, but they, they really were. That was very interesting. So, I mean, how how is the writing? Oh, not good, but not <laughs> horrible. I mean, it's a it's a it's a children's book, so I don't need to come for it. Like some people feel like they need to come for it, like J.K. Rowling. Yeah, um, yeah. It's fine. It was a kids' book. It, it read quickly. It was it was more overt in terms of you know showing not telling. But again, it's a kids' book. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't cringy though. Like um, I I read Stephanie Meyer's back in the day when it was relevant, Ooh. literally just to make fun of it. Yeah. I swear I was never into it genuinely. No, I believe and that you. Was super cringy. Um, yes, I do. So it wasn't it wasn't that bad. Okay, good. Because I I didn't think it was that bad. And you know it's 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 straightforward, right? You know, very uh, straightforward writing. This happened, and then this happened, and this happened after that. Um, right. yeah, so whatever, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to complain about that. Um, really it's, it's the content that was important. Um, mm-hmm. the plot. Um, so I watched the TV show. Uh, I didn't get through the end of the first season yet. There were two, which I didn't realize. Uh, how many episodes are there? Yeah. There's like 27. Holy shit. I know. You're just like, when are you? these things <laughs> when i probably when when i should be sleeping, sleeping. yeah that's yeah, it yeah. that's it my friend alex is always asking me like where i invent time to do all the weird stuff that i do and it's really it's really mostly just instead of sleeping or instead of doing whatever else i should be doing i'm doing things like but you I, you do have a full-time job that you go to i do i go to it but then, but any other time, like when I'm not there, like I'm just, I'm not doing anything I need productive. To figure out because I'm not doing productive things, but you have more to show for it than I do. So I need to pick your brain. What do on I that. have to show for it? I don't have any. I don't. Nobody gave me a medal because I watched season one of the Animorphs television series made for Nickelodeon. I don't. Okay, that was that was a poor example. But <laughs> there are other examples that are less poor. All right. Well, still, I think, you know what? The show is not as bad. I mean, it's bad, but it's bad in the same way that any, like, old made-for-TV drama kids show is bad. It's not, you know, it's a crappy quality. It's a little bit rushed, but it's not bad. The actors are decent. That one guy, he's an X-Man. 
right? He's an X-Man? Yeah. He's an X-Man. An X-Man. Jake's actor. The actress that plays Cassie delivers a really good performance, especially in one scene where I like actually got a little bit upset. There's like a scene where she she they they go down (laughs) on like day one. They're like, we have to go into the your pool. Let's just walk down there and pretend that they are controllers. They have no intel. They know nothing about it. They're just like going to walk down there and see what happens. And they do. And then that's when they realize that like they're going to be expected to like lean over this pool and like let the yerk go out of their ear and then be themselves again. Mm -hmm. So Cassie gets like taken and like drawn up to the pool and like has to pretend. And like she like does the thing. She like grabs a rock and like drops it into the water and then like does this whole like performance where she's like screaming and fighting for her life. The actress does like a a kind of terrifying job at it. I was like really concerned for her. And I did not remember accurately how many times they show the bad morphing in the show. They show it the entire first episode. They show every single one. It's bad and they should feel bad that they did that because just, just do it once and then do camera tricks, shadows, fadeaways. I I never want to see that again. I don't know. I had found a gif online and I thought that it was surprisingly not that bad. Are you kidding? Are you talking for for like a TV show in the 90s? Yeah, I thought it was all right. Hmm. It was the one where she turns into a lion. Yeah. There's no way you're being serious right now. No, I am being serious. I thought it would be a lot worse. All right. I suppose it could be a lot worse, but it's still bad. All right. Mm. So now we're leaving something important out about the Animorphs. What did you read, Avalon? Oh, so the homework that we were both supposed to do that you didn't do. I didn't do it because I instead made up but, my own and decided to watch the yeah, show. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, is that we were supposed to find the worst, best Animorphs fan fiction that we could find. And I think Avalon um, found it. Yeah, I actually, I read a few because I, I initially assumed that worst, best absolutely meant um, most perverse. But yeah, I went through some of those, and, and I was like, actually, you know, I think that this could be funnier if it wasn't so fixated on sex. But the, the sexy one that I did <laughs> that I did read was um, Eximile and Tobias were having sex with Tobias as a human and Eximile as Rachel, oh which Rachel God. was consenting to because Tobias needed to learn to be better at sex. But she couldn't communicate directly with Tobias about her sexual needs for some reason. So Eximile had to act as Rachel and give Tobias feedback. This series is, it lends (laughs) itself too easily to weird porn. There's just too much potential with body switching, body borrowing. There's too much. Um, It's too much. Yeah, that's too complicated for me. At some point, so Tobias, like, wasn't taking Axe's word for it. Uh, And then Axe was like, wait a minute, Tobias, you can turn into Rachel and I can turn into you. And then you'll know what I'm talking about when I say the things I'm talking about. And the author clearly didn't actually know how to talk about sex very clearly. No shit, really? (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, I guess guess that goes without saying. But it was just kind of like, it was the the things that 
Tobias quote unquote needed to work on were basically just like a little bit to the left, I said. Like, but for like penetration sex? Yeah. Dick goes where? Yeah. (laughs) It's basically like higher, higher up, a little bit higher up. Oh, I said higher up. Higher up? (laughs) (laughs) What? Higher up where? In her third vagina, which is located yeah, on her like, belly button. Yeah. Oh, did we, we talked about that, didn't we? We did? I don't remember if it was on the podcast or not. It might have been one of our lost drunken episodes um, where I talked about how one of the best fan fictions I ever read in high school was claiming that there's a third G-spot in the belly button. That's amazing. It was, it was like a Dragon Ball Z one, and I think Goku was fucking somebody in the belly button, <laughs> and it was like, and that's when she learned that her third G-spot was in her belly button. I don't think that was a fan uh, fiction. I think that's canon in Dragon Ball Z. I think that was in the original show. <laughs> true. It was definitely cut out for American audiences, but yeah, it was in the original. In the also, original. the person he's having sex with is definitely, like, his mom or something. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a mom. I, I know he doesn't have a mom. I was just oh, trying to make God. a reference to the fact that there's a lot of incest. Um, yes. Um, so, so I read that one, and I was like, this is funny, but, like, uh, I think I could do better. It's too much, and it sounds like, I, I just, it sounds too complicated and, like, when I'm reading or watching or thinking about pornography, like I don't want to have okay. to have a continuity director like helping me keep track of the plot. Like there's too much body switching going on for yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it went right into it too. There was there was no pretense of a storyline around it. I like a little bit of a pretense of a storyline mm-hmm. around my mm-hmm. erotica. Um, not just scene penetration yeah that's what that's what regular video pornography is for that's why we go to erotica is to get a little context if i have to read and i'm like using my erotic brain muscle i need a little bit more than that your erotic brain muscle (laughs) the brain is the most erotic (laughs) muscle that's the most feminist thing we've said on the podcast Don't make fun of me. I'm not. I'm making fun Um, with you. My brain is definitely the most erotic muscle of any muscle Uh, on any human. My brain. Your brain. That's that's why that's why we're doing this podcast. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So then I found a non-erotic animorphs fanfic, which was a crossover, which I thought brought it to that sort of ridiculous level of a slash, Um, but it was. It was a non-sexual crossover with Doctor Who. That's complicated. I would have preferred a sexual crossover yeah. with Doctor Who. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, so... They, I mean, David about, Tennant and Cat Nun had a little bit of a flirty thing for a minute there. I was I was on board uh, for that. We could do that. Animorph style. We could do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no. It was David Tennant. He, he was the doctor oh, good. in it. Um, his his uh, companion was Martha, weirdly. Weird choice. Uh, choice. Because Martha didn't really add anything. Just was just there. Um, but turns out Tobias is immortal after the events of the Animorphs. And the... What's his name? Eliminator? El- the Elemist. The Elemist? The Elemist. Right, right, right. The Elemist is like toying with Tobias and making him immortal and making him do his bidding in space. And then when Tobias resists, like when the Elemist is trying to make Tobias wipe out like the Hork-Bajir or something like that, Tobias gets like tortured by the Elemist. 
So anyway, throughout all of this, apparently Tobias has come into contact with the doctor a lot of times and they've gone on some adventures together off screen and like they have some kind of a relationship built up. Um, And then this particular fanfic is the 10th doctor discovering that the Elemist has been doing this to Tobias and then the doctor goes and confronts the Elemist on behalf of Tobias to like save Tobias. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. That's that's a lot, but it's actually kind of cool. Like I it, it could have been worse. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and then it it ended super abruptly and nothing technically happened, but the universe that they set up like I kind of kind of on board with it passively yeah yeah Yeah. i mean it is it is fanfic tradition to abandon your your story that's why i chose it yeah yeah exactly (laughs) it's part of the culture like i've i've worked long and hard on this story i'm almost to the end (laughs) (laughs) people are really invested in this It's over. Yeah. Goodbye. Apparently, even if you publish real literature, you can do that, a la George R.R. Martin. Oh, my God. Is he doing that? Yeah, he totally fucked off on writing those books. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Somebody mentioned something. So much so that HBO was like, we're dragging this out for the next book. We're dragging this out for the next book. And he was like, nah, you just can finish the story. (laughs) Make it whatever you want. Just make it, you know, talk to me about it, but just make it whatever. And then HBO finally was like, okay. And then recently George R. R. Martin was like, JK, my story is going to come out soon and you're not canon, HBO. What what is... What's his point? Like, nobody's going to like him for that. No. Well, he's just, I don't know. He just doesn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Much like, Much like every any fan other fiction fan writer. fiction out there. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yep. All right. Yep. yep. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Oh, dude. Uh, and that's it. That was a lot of homework, That Diana. was a lot of homework. But in between all that homework, we did some other fun stuff, too. Uh, like what? We met some ladies. We met some good oh cats. Oh, my gosh. We met good- the best cats. Oh, my God. So, oh, no. so we, oh, good cats. Um, so we, we are, you know, still starting out. We're five regular episodes and now two homework episodes into our podcast. Our baby um, podcast. Our baby podcast that we're birthing into the world for all Ew. to see. Um, uh, you know, the, like all, uh, the miracle of life uh, is natural, Avalon. Uh, and I know that it's something no one wants to think about, but as we're birthing this podcast, we also lose control of our bowels. Yeah, yeah. And that is a natural part of life. And we void them. So pretty much every time, every time we're podcasting, just know that we're voiding our bowels. <laughs> if you think that the noise in the background is, anim- <laughs> is animals in Avalon's house, you're wrong. It's just, it's just no. what we couldn't censor out from. <laughs> this oh is God. wow. This took a turn. Uh, that's. I'm sorry because <laughs> well, we were going to talk about the nice we people were. we met, but instead <laughs> we're talking about this. So, okay, there are these ladies who um, found us at first on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. Christy Blythe and Amanda. Yes. They are called the Damsels of Dorkington. They're an improv group. I think that's such a fun name. It is. It's such a fun name. And then, but they also have a podcast that they do um, (laughs) called Dork Pridecast. Is that, that's what it's called, right? Yes. That's Um, what it's called. Yeah. 
Um, which is really fun, and they have like super secret episodes of it that they put up for their Patreon uh, subscribers, and then they have a public one um, that's just as it fun. Should be Patreon like, patrons, shouldn't it? Pa- it is called patrons, and I just didn't say it because I'm not. Oh, I'm sorry. Smart. I um, just thought I was being smart. Never. No, mind. you are being smart because that's what it no, is. No, but like smart asked, not like intelligent. You can be both. Um, but they start talking to us on Instagram and like we yeah. found out that we have like so much in common and really like our, our senses of humor are in a similar style and and they've just been super nice and super supportive and then we we started talking. They they made Avalon and I download an app, which I don't know if you've ever downloaded an app for somebody, but it's a big deal. I did it without hesitation. Though. Yeah, I know. But like, <laughs> I think that like I won't download Snapchat for you, but I immediately downloaded Telegraph. You know, I hadn't put people. that together, so you could have just let <laughs> that go by. But now I'm gonna die on this hill. There's you have unleashed a, an anger within me that is gonna last your lifetime. Um, oh dear, I'm gonna personally fund. Snapchat so that they stay in business longer until I can get you. You don't need to fund them. Aquafina's doing that. <laughs> Aquafina is doing that. It's fine. Also, I <laughs> like I <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna help. I'm gonna join Aquafina. Look, you should check these girls out because they're Absolutely. so fun. Um, they made me download Telegram. Yeah, I which I didn't even mind. I only have for for this one for chat. I know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. It's worth it because they're adorable. Adorkable. I figure I only have adorkable. Adorkable. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, I only have Discord for like the people that I play video games with, so I feel comfortable. Yeah, but that makes sense because that's literally why Discord was invented. It's for but people. This is why Telegraph was invented. It was invented so that we two could talk. Girl podcasts could talk to each other about Dragon Age. <laughs> that's really it. Yeah, that was our big like first connection. But we found out that we have a lot of other stuff in common since then. But Dragon Age, I think, was like the first uh, geek out that um, myself and, and Blythe had. Uh, together um i thought that um so i had been listening to i I don't think it's their most recent episode it was long before that and uh in the beginning they kind of go off on a tangent about the last five years which i thought was so perfect because when diana and i lived together she would make me listen to the soundtrack to it and i would tune it out or not really pay attention and then fast forward well no like (laughs) if we were driving the car somewhere oh yeah yeah yeah. like Yeah. yeah um it was subconscious. And then fast forward, let's just say five years because of how appropriate that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I got talked into going to a play in town here, and it was the last five years. And I was watching it knowing that I knew nothing about it, but for some reason I knew all of the lyrics to all the songs, and it was <laughs> f- fucking with me. Yeah. Um, so I went home and I went on Facebook and I was just like, who's responsible for my subconscious knowing all of these lyrics? And Diana was like, I think it was me. Yeah. And, I, and so um, that's just one of that's just one cute little story in the journey of our love. But I just thought it was like so serendipitous that that happened to be what the gals over yeah. at podcast were talking about. Yeah. I'm so excited that they like the last five years because like it's it's I mean, now I guess a little bit more popular because Anna Kendrick did a movie about it, but it still didn't 
like the movie wasn't like super big, so it didn't really get a whole lot of attention either. So it's still sort of a niche uh, play, like that not everybody knows about. So it's really exciting when people are fans of it. Um, yep. So I'm so really anyway, excited. they are very cool, and it's nice to know that there are so many humans out there nerding it up. We yeah have so much in common, nerding it up, being funny little silly little gals. Silly, silly grown-up gals. Let's not infantilize them, Avalon. You already, earlier, okay, moments ago when you chose to compliment them, you said they were adorable, which brings me back to how every time we start this podcast, you say I'm cute, and I think that you need more feminist empowering compliments for women. I think that you should cover your face when we do the intro then, because... <laughs> Whatever. What is your cat doing? My cat? Um, he, he <laughs> it looks like he's stuck in Velcro position. <laughs> he's, he's, he was playing and then fell asleep mid-play because that's he's okay. cute. All right. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, we got a lot of exciting things coming up. Um, now that these homework episodes are done, we're going to go back to the old rigmarole of you explaining to me and me explaining to you. I'm so got excited. A bunch of topics up ahead. Ooh, I'm I got so good excited. Ones. What's your necklace? It looks like a big old fart. My <laughs> Well, that's mean. My necklace is a D20 <laughs> I, I, with a just, with a baby dragon hugging it. I know. I like your necklace a I, lot. I, I just I, felt I just felt like being mean. Uh, I know. It's it's wearing on our relationship. Oh. I'm, I'm kidding. It's fine. Yeah, you apologize to me. <laughs> you like what I did there? Yeah, yeah, it was super manipulated. You want to date? You look so CrossFit right now. You you want to date? I am very CrossFit right now. Um, I did CrossFit this morning, and then I did a podcast, so I haven't uncrossfit myself yet. I don't know. Sorry, I'm using the word wrong, myself. but I'm not quite sure what a CrossFit is yet. Even I though. think you use it however you want. I think it's every part of speech. Once you once you join a CrossFit gym, you just you just have to say CrossFit like uh, you have like a thirty times a day minimum. Yes. As long as you slip it in there, then you get to stay part of the team. Yeah, and you don't get beaten up with a sock of pennies. Yeah. Which is one of the exercises. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta flip a giant wheel and you gotta beat somebody up with a sock of pennies. <laughs> That's your wad for today. <laughs> All um, right, we're done with this shit. We are done with this shit. <laughs> Avalon out. <laughs> Bye, Avalon. And no. just no, just before we go, I just want to say that you can listen to us on a couple of different places. You can listen to us on Stitcher. You can listen cool to kids. us on iTunes. For Apple Kids. You can listen to us on Google Play. Google Play for Android Kids. <laughs> And you can listen to us if you want on Podbean. For Uh, homeschooled weirdos. For Morgan. Morgan, you can listen to us on Podbean. Um, Morgan, you know you're gay. Come out of the closet, Morgan. It's 2018. It's a safer world for you. Um, It is. All right, but... When you're done listening to us, I want you to send us a message or a comment or a a thing. How do you do it, Avalon? Oh, God. Um, So if you want to engage with us outside of the podcast, we have a variety of presences across the scope of social media. I like this voice Um, that you're doing. Thank you. We're uh, at Femsplained Podcast on Instagram. 
We're at Femsplained Cast on Twitter. Twitter. Femsplained Podcast on Instagram. Femsplained Podcast on Facebook. Blog. Femsplained.wordpress.com. God, I did it again. <laughs> we do it every time. <laughs> I don't do it on purpose. Femsplained. <laughs> I shouldn't be allowed to do this. .wordpress.com. You did it again. Femsplainedpodcast.wordpress.com. Oh, I was worried that the first time I said word breast. Oh, but that's fine. If you, I think. Well, you should update the script if you don't want me to keep doing it wrong. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I want you to keep doing it wrong. Um, I please interact with us there, and then if you have questions or suggestions, please email us at femsplainedpodcast at gmail There are so many ways to get in touch with us. Do it. You don't have to. I would rather you keep listening than. Like, if you had to pick between listening and contacting, I would go with the listening. Well, yeah, I guess I would do that, too. But, like, also talk to us. Um, We can't stand talking to each other, so please, somebody talk to us. Fill the silence. God. All right. And then if you want even more Diana content... And you are going to be in the Northeast area of the United States in the first weekend of May. I want you to come to Steampunk Piscataway. It's in Piscataway, New Jersey, because it's named so so appropriately. It's so much fun. And you will have the opportunity to play not one, but two tabletop games with me as your DM. You can play a Steampunk game of D&D 5th Edition with me on Saturday afternoon uh, or or and you can play a drunk adults only game of honey heist which will be Ooh. altered slightly uh, if you've ever wanted to be a steampunk bear robbing a meadery <laughs> your dreams have now come true and I have to say adults only honey heist definitely sounds sexual but then you said steampunk bear yeah I mean it could probably get it could probably go there uh, as well but it's adults only because we're going to be drinking lots of mead so there's going to be lots of alcohol imbibed for that game and so keep your kitties out of there. Um, no. <laughs> keep your, keep, this bring your kitties, but leave the kitties yeah. at home. Oh, um, what if my kitty is my kitty? So um, you could contact me for more information if you're interested in getting on the list because those will be closed uh, events once the table fills up because I'm not oh. DMing for 25 people. It's not going to happen. I value my blood pressure. But yeah, so so come check it out. And uh, and you're going to periscope that for people like me who live in Oregon. That's true. I am going to periscope it and I will be linking to it and you will watch it and we will we will have a grand old time. Oh, Avalon's rocking this little fancy cat. He's so handsome. He loves being held. He's what, so handsome. What a little tuxedo cat. He's got a little, cat. A little garçon, little bow I got him. He does. He's so handsome. He looks so much like my little drunk I know. They're cat over there. Brothers. Salem's definitely drunk, though. Holy guacamole. Well, Diana, this has been fun, but I've got to go put some ointment on my horsefly bites on my boob. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a real thing. (laughs) That is real. Um, I got to go shower all of the CrossFit Kool-Aid off of me. (laughs) 
And I got to go decontaminate and get rid of all the spot marks from the penny sock that I got hit with today. (laughs) Don't bother. There's another penny sock waiting for you on the way out the door. There is, because I I can't keep my quota up. All right, Avalon. (laughs) Hey, bye.